More than a year into Russia's war on Ukraine and eight months the so-called Green Deal has been operating. And was it a success or failure for Ukraine and the world? And how significant it is and why Ukraine wants to prolong it, while Russia claims the opposite? Hello and welcome, this is the Solutions from Ukraine podcast, which is brought to you by the Rubrica Media Outlet. My name is Vladislav Faraponov, I am the co-host of this podcast and also an analyst at Internews Ukraine, a Ukrainian media NGO. I am happy to be joined by my colleague Anastasia Rudenka, who is editor-in-chief of the independent all-Ukrainian Rubrica Media Outlet. And before we start, let me remind you that you can support us at Patreon, at patreon.com slash rubrica. So hello, Nastya. Hello. And welcome to our podcast. So the reason we are making this episode now is that the Green Deal uh, that we'll talk about today expires exactly uh, today on uh, on uh, on March 18th. When and we are um, recording our podcast. Yeah. As for now, Russia claimed that it would support the prolongation of the deal only for 60 days which is really not a large amount of time, of course. And Ukraine, the United Nations, Turkey advocate for 120 days at least. And before that, Ukraine wanted to prolong it for a year. So before the war started in 2022, Ukraine was one of the world's top agricultural producers and exporters and played a critical role in supplying oil seeds and grains to the global market. Vlad, what do we know so far about the significance of the issue? So uh, it is really important to understand that more than 55% of Ukraine's land area is land for agricultural products. And agriculture uh, really provides employment for approximately at least at least 15% of Ukraine's population. Um, and agriculture products are Ukraine's most important exports. And for example, uh, if we see the statistics from uh, the, the year of 2021, they totaled almost, uh, almost $28 billion. So it is about 40% of the country's um, overall export. So uh, like almost almost half of, of Ukraine's export basically was dedicated to agricultural products before Russia launched the full-scale invasion. And how did the war change Ukraine's grain export? Uh, first, we have to understand that Russia wanted to seize all Ukrainian ports at the Black Sea region. So there are three ports in Odessa region, two in Mykolaiv, and um, basically those are like the major ones. And and also there is one in Kherson. And uh, before the war, uh, all of these ports were operating quite well and uh, successfully, uh, but um, like it was not safe uh, basically either to transfer grain to those ports uh, after after Russia launched uh, war. And leaving those ports were also not safe for any ship. It, 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 like, it doesn't matter if it is a Ukrainian one or international one. As uh, Russian military ships controlled the Black Sea region, uh, and, and in that context we should also keep in mind the occupation of Crimea in, in, in 2014. 
and uh, uh, also like um, we we should uh, remember that only the liberation of the so-called snake island uh, that was captured by russians in early days of the war uh, it allowed uh, basically to arrange this particular grain deal and uh, uh, to to operate uh, it uh, successfully so this grain deal as we call it 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 is a kind of exception so it's it really looks like a corridor for ships uh, that um, like is designed for civilian ships to pass by and transfer uh, their goods like like mainly it is uh, it is grain oil but uh, there are some 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 other goods too yes and look it is very important that russia and ukraine haven't signed a bilateral treaty because russia won't live by it and on the very first day when the deal was set to begin russia launched missiles at the support so uh, Vlad, please tell us more about this deal and why it is so important for for the entire world. Yeah. So this uh, this uh, this corridor, as we call it, uh, the Black Sea uh, Grain Corridor, it remains, um, I would say, the only agreement that, despite bitter fighting, the Russian and Ukrainian sides uh, basically managed. To keep open, uh, but uh, like uh, technically, as um, as you have mentioned, uh, basically Ukraine and Russia have not signed uh, a treaty. So the UN organized um, a treaty with Russia and Turkey, and uh, the same with Ukraine. Uh, and uh, like uh, I would say, it, it was also important for uh, like like for Ukraine because I would say that some Ukrainian officials probably expected something like that that Russia did um, like um, on the very on the very first day of um, of this initiative like uh, attacking uh, by missiles uh, the the port of Odessa basically one of the largest ports in Ukraine and we should also understand that if uh, this agreement is at risk of being suspended, uh, we can definitely say that uh, grave potential consequences for the entire global security will uh, will come after it. Like it was really important for um, uh, for the United Nations uh, to arrange this uh, actual patronage uh, of the deal because, like, uh, for the entire world, in my view, it kind of it sent a signal that, like, um, we can talk to Russia. But um, as we see now about the talks of the, um, of the prolongation of the treaty, everything is not so easy. And, um, and we'll discuss later, basically, why uh, just uh, not the only case of uh, possible prolongation is... Uh, uh, like like is an important issue yeah and the first stage of the of the deal was meant to last for 120 days which was later renewed on november 17th for the same period this means the agreement now expires on march 18th exactly on the day when we are making this po- podcast today yes yeah, so basically ukraine's officials have kept uh, this door open to extend that period for another year but in my view it is 
and it was unlikely that Russia uh, will and would agree to such a proposal uh, now so that Putin in some way can maintain an ace up uh, his sleeve. This deal was really like uh, essential and effective uh, because uh, during this uh, period uh, Ukraine has so far exported nearly 25 million tons of corn, wheat, uh, according to the United Nations. The top, uh, top destinations for shipments have been China, Italy, Spain, Turkey and uh, some, some other European countries. And it is interesting that Russia has been claiming that uh, like Ukraine was meant to export food to Africa and other countries uh, in other regions uh, that are in need. But it is important to mention that this, uh, this basically UN-created uh, Center for Coordination, it does not track the final destination of the ship. Uh, so we really don't know basically whether those cargoes can end up and like uh like it, it it is it is just another example of basically how how baseless uh, those claims of russia are and it is also important that this this center so like the the key mechanism of this uh, deal is that uh the un uh, like is a, is a mediator and it requires uh, in some inspections uh, of the ships but like what kind of well, inspection? I cannot say for sure, but as I understand, they meant to prove that those vessels uh, do not contain any weapons and explosions. So in simple terms, like it means that they are uh, trying to prove that uh, it is just a civilian vessel, uh, basically not uh, containing uh, any yeah, any dangerous stuff. Because the so-called Black Sea fleet of Russia is still in Crimea and in the Black Sea in general. Yes, and it is also important to understand that uh, despite the official maintenance of this deal, like Russia uh, has been uh, trying to uh, delay those inspections and of course like uh, it, it, obviously it leads to uh, the delay of actual shipment of, uh, of grain and uh, and others so it is one of the mechanisms that that Russia is trying to accuse Ukraine of uh, of delaying but uh, basically sabotaging these um, inspections yeah so Ukraine argues that Russia is reducing the number of inspectors involved. Ukraine's officials have been calling to speed up those inspections uh, because uh, the losses from such delays severely impact its export revenue. The reduced capacity Black Sea Corridor uh, Agreement allows Ukraine to export only 30% of all grain that could potentially be shipped it's very low yeah absolutely and um, another problem with this deal is that it covers only three ukrainian ports uh, they are odessa they are uh, Chernomorsk and uh, and pivdenny yeah. um, for example i've been to um, basically all of these cities and really like uh, even when you just stare at the sea 
usually there have been a lot of ships that are, are waiting to enter the port and leave it uh, then. And uh, so these are really are important and uh, large ports in, in Ukraine. But the problem is that they are all located in the Odessa region. And one way to solve this issue is to include additional ports in this initiative. And Ukraine has been advocating for that. That's why Ukraine would like to change the current status quo and include two or at least one of its ports in neighboring Odessa, Mykolaiv region. Yes, so there are several ports in my home region of Mykolaiv. Basically, one of them is private and um, and one is owned by state. But there is also another more important problem in that regard. Basically, Russia occupied the Kinburt Spit. It is a small peninsula in the Black Sea close to the city of Achakiev. It still remains the only part of the Mykolaiv region under Russian control. Do I understand correctly that in order to pass through uh, to Odessa or directly to Bosphorus, any ship would need to pass through that this tiny passage away where the Ukrainian military cannot guarantee its safety? Absolutely. So the the major issue with the um, with the Kinbert Spit is that. Uh, like it is really tiny, and uh, it is hard uh, for for the Ukrainian army uh, to push Russians back from it. But uh, still, they can uh, basically um, like move closer to the sea and um, and attack uh, the city of Achak. If it's only basically five kilometers by land, um, basically by sea, and like. Uh, for example, I remember uh, you should be in in Ochakiv and staring at, at, at this uh, this pit. So it's really not uh, um, a long distance. So the damage to the current uh, status quo, uh, I, mean, I mean generally uh, of this um, of this situation, is really enormous. For example, according to Andriy Vodotursky, Mykolaiv's premier agricultural company Nibelon, and um, Andriy is uh, the current CEO of the company after Russia killed his father, uh, actually one of the um, most uh, famous, uh, basically, Ukrainian agricultures. So... Uh, and this company, uh, like it was, uh, like it was established uh, uh, in uh, three uh, cities in Mykolaiv, in in Budapest, and in London. And this company already lost around ninety percent of of its export capacity, as the usual route of their export was uh, through through the ports of Mykolaiv. And uh, for now, the city has no free and safe path to uh, serve those trade uh, purposes. So adding at least one of the ports in Mykolaiv is really crucial for the industry. Uh, it really suffered tremendous losses uh, from from the loss of receiving of receiving credit lines from abroad due to Russia's uh, steel and grain and other issues, but. Uh, like in that sense, basically one way is to negotiate safe passage uh, with Russians. But um, I would say this option is like really 
uh, a rare one because like uh, we see how Russia cannot uh, abide uh, those deals that uh, like it agreed uh, to to safeguard so it's really complicated issue because for Ukraine side it leaves more questions than answers and it will in some way require direct contact uh, between Kiev and Moscow and any negotiation in that regard is a non-starter for Ukraine after Putin proclaimed that uh, uh, four regions of Ukraine are annexed uh, to to Russia and uh, so Ukraine has no other option than um, basically military uh, to push Russians back from this uh, uh, from this peninsula and this peninsula it also has uh, a land connection with the Kherson region so basically liberation of this uh, of this uh, tiny of this territory. peninsula yeah it again it's really tiny in in some in some reg- uh, like in some part of it it it's only basically several meters uh, before the sea and uh, like so again the liberation of this speed will at least start the liberation of the whole uh Kherson region uh, which ukraine started uh, uh, to make uh, in november last year let's talk more about solutions what ukraine did uh ukraine's parliament in particular is that one of the main amendments to the state budget is increasing the insurance of vessels participating in the grain corridor in the amount of up to more than half of the billion dollars. It's important. So while Russia is trying to sabotage the deal, Ukraine is not only interested in this agricultural export being preserved, but does some actions too, because it is both income to the state budget and jobs for people. If the Russian Federation creates risks of destroying ships operating under this agreement, the government of Ukraine will guarantee financial compensation to the owners and operators of such ships. Yeah, and I think it's also important for a long-term strategy. And uh, it is really a solution because Putin has shown his willingness to hold the world's food supply Uh, basically hostage to succeed in his adventures in Ukraine. Those ambitions uh, would have succeeded if Russia had managed to get past Kherson in early March last year to Mykolaiv and then to Odessa. But uh, like um, like Ukrainian armed forces uh, and uh, ordinary people also. I recall, uh, for example, a, a video uh, actually posted by by head of the Mykolaiv uh, of the Mykolaiv military administration that, uh, like, uh, from the way of Kherson to Mykolaiv, ordinary people were trying to stop uh, actually Russian tanks. And we should keep in mind that all of these talks about the prolongation of the deal were impossible if ordinary Ukrainians uh, did not uh, stood up against Russian aggression uh, actually more than a year ago. So we have downsized uh, Russian aspirations uh, Absolutely, since yes. last year. So we are right to assume that adding Mykolaiv's port to the grain deal would also account for a new reality that acknowledges Ukraine, uh, Ukraine's successful counteroffensive in the Kherson region. 
Yes, and um, as uh, as we talked before, the Kinberg Spit is a unique uh, geographic location with the sea connection with the Chakif and Mikolai region and uh, a land connection with other parts of the Kherson region, which still remains under Russian control. So the liberation of those parts in Kherson lands through the Kinberg Spit is the fastest way for Ukraine's army to re-establish its control on of the waterway. So it's really the best and the safest uh, solution for uh, for Ukraine and uh, substantially for the entire world too. And um, like recently, basically one of the most uh, famous uh, actual, actual generals of Ukraine's army, Dmitry Marchenko, who was in charge of the battle that kept Nikolaev under Ukraine's flag, uh, said that it It is extremely difficult for Ukraine's armed forces to catch Russians at um, at the Kimber Speed. Uh, so it would be wise to assume that long-range missiles for Ukraine are needed to force the Russian quit the peninsula. It is also important for a long-term strategy uh, for Ukraine as well, because uh, like uh, just uh, geographically, it will also be a, a first step. Uh, to push Russians uh, uh, back and uh, a step toward liberating Crimea also from Russian occupation. And it is crucial for Ukraine's vision of victory and uh, ultimately the end of this war. While we are making this episode, we reaffirm that still Ukraine has a lot more allies than Russia and only Ukraine's victory can really pave the way to ensure global food supply operates well. Yes, so stay with us and uh, also support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash rubrica. It will help us produce more independent podcasting and reporting which will result in more help for Ukraine uh, to win this hard but important war.